This week in Maroon and Bold, the guys will discuss the CMU football team's chances against Western Michigan in Rivalry Week. What's up, everybody? We're back with another edition of Maroon and Bold. I'm CM Life Sports Editor Dylan Getz, here with beat writers Evan Petzold and Andy McDonald. How are you guys doing today? Well, it's Rivalry Week in the, in the state of Michigan overall. So to yeah. me, we love sports. This is the kind of week you want to be around. So I'm yeah. doing pretty so, good. So we got both. We got Western and CMU. And then the uh, the other big game is is on Saturday also, which mm-hmm. is Michigan, Michigan State. When is that? Is that when a night game? Or it's it's a noon. noon oh, at noon. Yeah, okay. It's, it, Kind of sucks, especially if you're like a CMU student too, and you like and you want to watch both. Right, it's like it's a pretty. A lot of people are mad about it. Yeah, you won't be able to see the end of it. Well, the Western Michigan game starts at 3 p.m., so you'll at least be able to to watch the start uh, of that game. Uh, Anyway, CMU takes on Western in Mount Pleasant, October 20th, Saturday at 3 p.m. So what are we hearing about this game? They're saying they're saying uh, nothing else matters. You know, CMU they're they're one and six this season. It hasn't looked good at all, but. It is rivalry week. Like uh, the the WMU game is always different. Do we have any? Do we have any hope? I mean, I think you always have hope when it's a rivalry game. Um, but kind of like you know, we just talked about in the last podcast we did, like with Michigan and Michigan State. You know, a lot of people come in saying that Michigan State doesn't have that much to play for in this game. You know, but Michigan has everything to play for still. When you talk about CMU, they literally have yeah, nothing to play not for a, but this game the rest of the season. Like, this is it. I mean, Western is 3-0 in conference, so they're clearly a team that's still trying to go for the division um, and win it. So this year it's really, you know, two teams on two opposite ends of the spectrum. But what are the great stories and rivalries that you always see? When a yeah. team wins a game when, you know, nothing else matters, they come mm-hmm. out and they win a game like this that screws up their rival's season. So that's where a lot of the best stories come from in these rivalries. So I definitely would not count CMU out of this game. Yeah, I mean, even going back to, like, look at that that 2016 game that, that I know, Andy, you experienced that. Yeah. And, you know, that was one of the the highlights that you thought that college game day might have actually come to Mount Pleasant if there was, like, CMU was undefeated. There was about it back when they were both but 3-0, yeah. N- nonetheless, they, CMU had one loss in that game, and that was a game where Western was was that much better. Yeah, they were. I mean, they were they were really good. They, they were came they were legit. Blue off of them. Yeah. yeah, the the 2016 game. I mean, Cooper Rush. We were expecting a little bit more out of him, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it was really. I mean, it was pretty bad. It was just sad. My, we only it scored was like sad. ten points, right? But my I mean, point is, my point yeah. is that that was a different that was a different season for Western Michigan. This, yes, they are. Yeah, se- yeah. Central is is a struggling team this year, and, and Western <laughs> is three zero in the conference, but. Western Michigan can just as easily be 0 and 3 in the conference. All their games have been close. Yeah. Like that's how the MAC is. I think this mm-hmm. game is going to be a close game because that's how Mid American Conference football is played, especially with the rivalry added on top of that. I, I just don't see it being a blowout like back in 2016 because I don't think there's as much of a separation between the two teams. I think CMU is really struggling, but they're kind of like right there waiting to turn the switch. Western's already there, but just mm-hmm. a matter of, hey, it's a rivalry and both teams play. I've been playing teams close this year, so I think that that evens it out a little bit. So I'm pretty sure the line opened at negative eight for WMU, but somebody told me today that it was now down to five. Uh, Makes sense. So yeah, I mean, I guess Vegas kind of thinks the same way. Um, you know that these games are pretty close. All three of uh, WMU's wins in the conference have been pretty close, but they do only need one more win for for bowl eligibility mm-hmm. as well. I mean, they're what five and five and two, so. Uh, pretty good record, and it seems like they got uh, a couple more playmakers on the offensive side of the wall, for example. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I think most teams have a few more playmakers. Remember, Washington played in this game last year. Exactly. It was their backup quarterback that played against CMU. And look at his numbers now. I mean, 
1,924 yards passing yeah. this season alone. He's, <laughs> he's a good quarterback. 16 I mean, I touchdowns, only six interceptions. They have two great running backs in Levante Bellamy and, and Jamari Bogan. Both of those guys you know, have, have rushed for scores, Bellamy with four and, and Bogan with eight. And then the receiver core, Jaden Reed has six touchdowns, and he's a freshman. And through 11 games, Corey Davis – he only had he only had six touchdowns through eleven games. So you're looking at six touchdowns at this point in the season. They have a star in the making there. Dwayne Eskridge as, as well is a threat. Yeah, he's Drake Harris he's really from from Michigan. I mean, yes, he only has one touchdown, but you can never count a guy like like him out or, or Giovanni Rucci. Either of those guys, there are options on on this team, and they have talent. Not having Watson alone last year made it you know difficult for them because then that game when it, it got rainy and it got wet and everything was the conditions kind of played a factor in the game. I mean, still, this is partially with coaching, too. For whatever reason, Western Michigan decided they wanted to keep throwing the football, and they did. Right. But with a backup quarterback, it definitely didn't work out. Now you look at Washington. I mean, this guy is from my hometown of Grand Rapids. He was a big name back then. He played as good as he did last year until he got injured. There's no doubt this guy can come in on the road and win a game. And, and kind of what we talked about, you know, I think a lot of the reason that you know, people are given CMU a little bit more of a chance is because it's actually at Kelly Short Stadium. Yeah. I don't know how much home field, fa- you know, I talk, oh, it doesn't. I was Not talking to you about the 2016 mm-hmm. game, you know, and you were here as well, Dylan. Yeah. That place was packed. I mean, seriously, like, beginning of that game, I've oh, never yeah. seen. That, that was place like, was that actually was like, packed. They, they took their quick picture because they're like, this is what people yeah. are going to want to hang on their oh, wall. Oh, my like, God. Yeah. That, oh, was, yeah. that was that game. And, this will not be like that, I don't think, on, on no, Saturday. I don't, right? I, it's it's simply because people are just kind of losing faith in yeah, the exactly. team. Yeah, exactly. You're 1-6. You know, my, it's my, we, my you, well, my youthfulness is, like, making me so jealous right now. Yeah. <laughs> what you guys are able to experience, I mean, we you've talked about it, Dylan. Right. You told me all the time, no, Marcus, Marcus Keen, Keen, yeah. yeah. And then this team back in back in 16. In was a fun 16, year. And yeah. then, you know, Andy, you got to go and, and cover the game last year with, with Colin. Last year was unexpected. I, mean, we went, we, I went in that game with Colin just thinking, all right, man, like, let's like, just get out of here yeah. pretty much kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. hopefully. Yeah, because I was, I was uh, bottled up here in Moore Hall, fourth floor, just <laughs> yeah, waiting wait, for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone was, was doing up here for like, yeah, I was, <laughs> I was back in the door. Yeah. I was up here for like 12 hours straight that day just but waiting just, for y'all. I just remember looking at Colin after that that first onside kick, and we just like thought to ourselves, like, oh my gosh, like they're doing some crazy stuff right now. When it actually beca- started to become a thing, like you don't ever hear press boxes get excited or like they're not supposed to. When they kicked that onside kick, like, everybody kind of like got up real quick. And it yeah. was like the tension in the room just because of what the game was. They're, like, I mean, like Desmond Howard was there. I was on ESPN too. Another reason why I still think football games should be played during the week for CMU because it gets you some good, good views. But nevertheless, like you know, it was a it was a big deal at the time, and they came back mm-hmm. and, and and won a game that was super important to this program. Yeah, I, really, I think with this week, I mean, yeah, they say, I mean, if you have home field advantage, you do have. I mean, they're used to playing at Kelly Shorts, but look, I mean. These game like it's not like the the first game or the second game home game of the year were packed either when people still probably nope. had a lot of faith. <laughs> it wasn't right. close to packed. Was, I mean, yeah, bad. I mean these. I remember yeah. Kansas. You know, we looked at it for a second. We were like, student section's not terrible, but it yeah. wasn't full. That's the I first. Mean, that's the first home game of the season. It's yeah, always going to be like go, that. Yeah, and and yeah, it is Western Week, so there will be there will be a significant number of people who simply buy their tickets just because of that. Yep. Uh, but. I mean, like I just talked to I just talked to somebody in in CMU athletics, and they told me there's I mean there's seats left. It's mm-hmm. not like you know it's not like they're running out or anything. Oh no, <laughs> no. And I don't think they would be anytime that. soon. Um, but yeah, so I mean, Western Michigan they're three and zero in the conference, like you said, Evan. Uh, there's they're however they're second in the in the West Division, only because Northern Illinois uh, has one more conference win. Uh, they're four and three this year. Uh, CMU, on the other hand, one and six, bottom of the Western Division in the max standings. Um, 
What have you been hearing at practice, uh, you know, day in and day out, Evan? I mean, it's basically just, at this point, especially for this game, to throw the record out, out the door, don't even yeah. think about it. And that's kind of how they've taken the whole rest of the season. I mean, you have games against Western Michigan, Akron, Eastern Michigan, Bowling Green, and Toledo left in the regular season. And instead of dwelling on the past, like they're trying to just throw out the record 100%, and, and Tommy Lazaro said it as well, you know, if, if they win every game, they can still make a bowl game, which is true. I, I don't think they're going to. I don't I don't think that happens yeah. by any means. But but still, I mean, it's better to have the mentality of, hey, let's throw the record out the window. If we go undefeated, we can still make a bowl game. That's probably a better mentality to have, right, than, mm-hmm. hey, we suck. Let's, yeah, let's be done with the season. I mean, at least you have a good yeah. mentality. If you have that kind of mentality that you're, that you know, hey, we suck mentality, then then you just kind of end up checking out yeah. of the season. Um so I respect him for it. If you're a senior on this team, what else are you playing for? I mean, seriously. Right. At this point, I, you got to be real with yeah. yourself and realize you're probably not going to make a bowl game. Yeah. So we did. I mean, we did a uh, dual dual edition with the Western Herald actually this week, and and I was told to to write a kind of prediction column and and just kind of like have my take on this game, and I, I I pretty much like to to send to them to to print. Yeah. And I pretty much just said like, um, you know, everything's out the window. It's just simply, I mean. We're just now worried about just trying to salvage this one win that you can kind of look back on and say, hey, you know, maybe this wasn't the worst season uh, that we've ever had in the last 10 years. You know, Seriously. Like, I mean, we're just kind of going to salvage that one win that people can look back on. You know what's in the back of their minds. You know what they're thinking you know, about it. You yeah. know what I think about? They lose this game. You draft a one and seven. It, it, might be, it might be, you know, say they beat WMU uh, and it's a close game. Uh, that'll be like the, the one, you know, shining bright spot. Uh if the, if the rest of the season continues the way it, it started. Been, yeah. yeah, so, um, I mean, I really think it all comes down to and this. And not to say they win a bowl game, but you, or not to get, get to a bowl game, but mm-hmm. you never know what this kind of game could do if they actually won it. That's what I, I mean, was going to say, was yeah. you don't know what kind of spark this can create. Yeah, I'm not going to no say what it could do. Not, not that I think they can really beat Akron, Eastern Michigan, mm-hmm. Bowling Green, and Toledo in a row after this game. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. It's but awful. all I'm saying, if there's any game that's going to allow you to do that, is, this is the is game. This, one, yeah. Yeah, this is the game. You want any momentum for the rest of the year? Any anything that like turns it makes you actually believe in yourself that you can win? I mean, you you were talking, you know, the time of Ozaro and stuff about he, he's just gonna leave it all out there if I'm not mm-hmm. wrong. I'm correct. Yeah. Like he, that's that's the kind of guy that has to play that way this week, in, in my opinion, for them to get a yeah. win. If if he can come out there and actually sling the ball and play good against Western's defense, then they're gonna have a chance. But that's what he needs to do. Throw out like I'm gonna throw an interception or I'm gonna, you know, make mistakes, gonna lose the game, like Dude, just let it all out there and like go try to play your best game of your career. Something that you could hang your hat on. You know, even though he's obviously got more time here. Yeah. You know, we we believe with the recruits they have coming in that might not get starts at quarterback anymore. So like, this is your team. Still, no matter what the record is, go out there and do whatever it takes to get this win. That's kind of his whole mentality on, on this whole game and, and really the season and his football career in general too. Is just like leave it all out there, pour his heart out. Bono's even talked about it too when he said that. There's something different about Tommy Lazaro that he doesn't really understand, like what it is. But he leaves the heart out there, like he'll leave mm-hmm. the 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 blood, the sweat, the tears. Whatever everybody, every coach wants that out of their players, right? And and I guess you know, Bono said that Tommy Lazaro is is a direct reflection of that. And and I, I don't think his play has been too awful for a guy that Last just got tossed than in. Most, I think yeah. I think he's been he's been all right. Like I don't think people should. I think yeah, people I mean, deserve to cut him a little bit of slack because he mm-hmm. he just kind of jumped in and got into the mix. And he can he's run the been, ball, which yeah. is impressive. He he's been all right. 
Yeah, yes. and that's the, and that's the best we can give him. But yeah, he's a community college transfer. He's not supposed to be. Yeah. You know, you're five. You're well, not five star, right, but three right. star recruit. That's and it could be really a lot. It could be a lot worse. I think. Do you I think, really do. Do you think at this point in the season, like, do you think uh, like Bono or any of the coaching staff has kind of given up on Poljan? You know, they they they, they kind of doubled down on saying that he's the future of this program, even after uh, he was benched uh, three weeks in. Um, do you, I mean, when do you when do you lose faith? I mean, do you just kind of hold out and hope this kid becomes something? This uh, Poljan or oh no, it's over. I think, think it's, it's over, over yeah. at quarterback. There, yeah. Man, no I mean, way. you can always like back yourself up in a statement like that and say he's the you know whatever this program. Yeah. If he plays at another position, he does good at it. So maybe that's still their hope of it. But mm-hmm. when it comes to quarterback, man, it's it's time to like it's time to give it it's up. Time I mean, to if give they're up, yeah. if they're still make if they still actually believe that this kid can be. The quarterback's gonna lead. I, mm-hmm. I mean, come wrong. on! You got to look at this guy at at six foot seven. He is the ultimate like safety cushion. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, think about it. You toss it up, and he's gonna bat it down, or he's gonna catch it for a touchdown. Yeah, One exactly. Or the other. Right. Pick what you want. Like, <laughs> not many people are gonna Keep, be able to mm-hmm. to intercept the ball, you know, over him, or, or, or snatch it away, or bat it down. You, you give know, that guy a screen pass, you fall forward for three yeah, yards. Yeah. I mean, that's like, <laughs> that's like that kind of exactly. player he is. Like, I mean, he he's a guy that you can use in the in goal line situations or in the red zone, like. Every single down, like you mm-hmm. know, the way like the Falcons should use Julio Jones, but they right? never do. Yeah, you know, right. like they should just toss it up on a fade or give it to it, like line him up at QB and just let him fall. Yeah, exactly. And he's do not. That. And that's a good. That's a good yeah. like comparison, I think. But it's not like he's like the worst quarterback on the planet of the earth either. Like, I mean, I still mm-hmm. like using him in design plays under center. I I, I would like to see. You know, we saw the trick play and, with, dude, with Jonathan that, Ward yeah, against Michigan State. Yeah. Let that let that be if Tony you do one it time. Enough all season, and he doesn't actually make the throw. Then out of nowhere, he's he he obviously can throw the football. So at some point, you know, middle of the season, he might randomly throw a deep pass downfield, and it looks like it's going to be a direct run or something like that. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that could really catch a team off guard, and why he's still a weapon on the offense. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I just see him being used in so many ways, but not. One, do I see him being used as a starting quarterback, which throws like forty passes a game? Never, no. like ever. I, you know, he he's one it? of those guys yeah. that you gotta. I mean, if you're an offensive coordinator, coordinator or a quarterback coach, you gotta use him in uh, unique, different positions. That's right? the thing that's interesting about him too. Like you talk about guys making it to the league and making it to the next level. Like, where does he fit in? You know. Mm-hmm. That, that's the struggle yeah, too. It's, it's like, like where... the same story with like all these like rugby dudes who just like bring back kicks for an NFL team. You mm-hmm. know, like yeah, like you know, you gotta pick out, you gotta find out what he's good at and just like triple down on that. You know, he's good at catching, you know, catching footballs ten yards out over some like six foot, you know, corner. He's and he's the question not is that worth good it at... to put on your roster someday, yeah. whether it's at the CFL or the AFL or yeah. the NFL, whatever it might be, and is he's, it worth it? Yeah, he's good on that just based on his athletic ability. I mm-hmm. mean, I remember watching last game, and we saw it pretty clearly <laughs> on the uh, when he caught it, and and he almost scored a touchdown. It was down near the goal line. Uh, I think it was late. I'm not. I'm not remember. I don't remember like where it was later in the game. I think it was later in the game. Yeah. I'm not sure. Anyway. I mean, the corner was, it was pass interference. Like, the corner had, like, the biggest uh, handful of jersey I've ever seen, like, with my own two eyes in a press box on Tony Poulsen, and the man still caught it. And it, and it's not like, it's not like he made had it look any, easy too. Yeah, he yeah. made it look easy. He didn't have much trouble. And that's what he's good at, and I feel like that's how he must be used. I, I, I just can't see him at 
starting quarterback anymore. I think the elephant in the room is still Jonathan Ward. Oh, definitely. I mean, he's dealing with some sort of injury right now. I'm Bono told me he was going to be 100% to go for Ball State, and then he wasn't, and now he's still practicing in the red jersey, so he's not, like, there, I guess. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, he's dealing with a season-long injury. There's certain things that you just got to look at, and you got to say to yourself, it's it's this week now. It's week eight, right, yeah. of the college he's, football season. Yeah. Score a it's freaking already, touchdown. It's not even that. It's already a failed It's already a failed mission with yeah. this guy. He's Honestly, done, man. It he's, been, he's been dealing with the the season long injury after this Kentucky game yeah about just being checked out and like you know the at poor some point guy, it's just you're done like he he's just, not getting and they, they have yeah. other running backs too yeah like I mean <laughs> Romello Ross is running that rock yeah you know if I'm not mistaken he went I don't can't remember what bowl game it was but he went off like a couple of years yeah, ago he's the a Bahamas guy bowl. yeah he's they a guy that his showed like, on the last game of the year yeah seriously like when wow. yeah when Thomas Rawls they figure out that Thomas Rawls like their all-star running back can't play so they burn this like you know random Romello Ross like nobody's ever heard of him before they burn this kid's red shirt and he just goes off mm-hmm. like you can rely on Romello Ross when he's healthy you got to remember too. You got Devin Spaulding in there that he's at wide receiver, but we've seen. I mean, he's taken a couple snaps yeah. at running back. I, I mean, he can. He's a, yeah. I, well, that's the thing. I mean, Jonathan Ward is looking like Devin Spaulding did when right before they switched him to wide receiver. So, you know, if if he can get that production back when he was younger, maybe that'd be different. But I mean, Gwillian Gwillian uh, Romello wouldn't be a bad duo. I no, I think I think they're a great duo, and that's why I was saying. You know, you you even give. Spalding a couple jet sweeps, or you give him a, right. a snap or two, like just to mix up. That's fine. Yeah. I think Kobe Lewis is a guy as a, as a true freshman. Yeah, he's he is redshirt obviously already burned as he's been returning kicks and and doing that whole deal all season long. Maybe yeah. give him a couple more carries. He has I mean, three this year. Yeah, like they why can, not? They can get they can get Spalding the ball, but I think doing it through the air is is a little bit more beneficial than than You're, lining him up at waters or then lining him up at running back again but but yeah i mean i I definitely go along with what you're saying my other question too is you know once this team if i should say this team has no chance to make a bowl game if they lose this week mm-hmm. obviously you know and then you look at when you have your last four games of the season do you throw out a guy like George Pearson at quarterback and let him play a little bit? Do you throw some of these freshmen out knowing that their redshirt won't get burned, but you can at least give them playing time because you, you have that new rule where yeah. they can play up to four games? Do you do you kind of like just toss different guys in there and get them ready for next year almost? Or is it almost I don't at that point I, I don't not feel worth like, it? Yeah, I, I mean, looking at Bono and just what he stood for all this time, like I don't feel like he would he – would, He's not the guy to do that's that. That's just a sign of like giving up almost, and I don't think he'd do that. I mean, what? How much more experience can you gain by playing like, you know, four drives in a somewhat meaningless game for your team than just like grinding and going to practice and just getting it done there? You know, you're not. There's no pressure on you. Yeah. Uh, you can just kind of develop at your own pace. I don't. Really, I, I mean, there's benefits and there's. Uh, yeah, I think like the main benefit would just be. Get the crap scared out of you now, so right. you don't have to have the crap scared out of you. <laughs> yeah, but when you I have to make your first. That start. just seems like a move that it, it, Bono I wouldn't mean, do. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem like it because that would. No. I mean, that would bring a lot of humility, and you'd have to be like, you'd have to accept the the fact that you know things not might not. Well, I think the thing that hurts them the most is the rest of the season is mat games, and you know, like Bono's not gonna just you know give up a mat game no matter. No, what. definitely not. And you know, it's. I, I just don't see that as viable, you know. Mm-hmm. Do you guys uh, do you guys think think Bono might be on the hook at all? 
Um, yeah, one in six it, could be it, one like in seven. Like as sad as it is with me in this town and the people around it, and they seem to really care about what their alumni and stuff think here, obviously. Um, I think if they win a game like this, it almost take as sad as it is to say, it almost takes them off the year for the entire season being as bad as it is. But yeah. if they lose this game and then just keep doing what they've done the rest of the year, yeah. then, yeah, I, I mean, the contract, like, being new kind of, really helps them a lot. I mean, yeah, that helps them, but if you look at college football, like the whole landscape over, I mean, if you look at when coaches are fired and when they sign extensions, like, I guess in the grand scheme of things, like, yeah, it matters, but it's not as, like, some people would say, no way he gets fired because he just signed a re- an yeah. extension, but, I mean, it's okay, possible. Say, say he doesn't win another game this season, yeah, I don't think they'd hesitate to pull the trigger. I, it's I, I it's don't, possible. It's possible. It, I don't think so. I don't think it would happen, but I think it's yeah, possible. Yeah, I mean, if I had to say it was, if I was like betting on it or something, and I had to say it would happen or not. I wouldn't say it happened this year. He'd have to have another. Just it'd like, be next year. It'd be next year. year. But yeah. I think this year, the real coach we should be talking about on the hot seat is offensive coordinator Chris Ostrowski. Oh yeah, it's been. I rough. think I think you have got to talk about him being on the hot seat over yeah. anybody on on that coaching yeah. staff. I think they have I a mean, lot of good pieces. Yeah, and I think their one. I think their defense is great. Well, yeah, they're wasting a really good defense. Yeah, and that's the and biggest Ostrowski issue. Ostrowski is having a awful, awful season. Look, Ostrowski was working with the, almost the ideal offense. His offense, you need a strong arm quarterback who is experienced, which he had perfect example in Shane Morris last year. Uh, when he came over from Northern, he he averaged like thirty points a game from Northern. Like when he was when he was a head coach at Northern, and now you know he was here, and his offense was mm-hmm. good last year. Like last year's offense was good. But they had playmakers last year. They yeah. had a they had a Jonathan Ward who wasn't checked out. They had a they had a Shane Morris who big arm quarterback. Big, yeah, strong arm QB and do everything you needed him to. He's they mobile. had Corey Willis. They had Tyler Conklin. They had so many weapons. Chapman as well. And they had guys. Yeah, they they had a lot more weapons. And now without without having the the perfect you know options and weapons, that's when you can kind of see how good a scheme is, because not only. Like you're Very you're true. no longer you're no longer winning football games um, based on your offensive scheme. You're mm-hmm. struggling to score points because of your offensive scheme. Yeah. you know. So it's one of those kind of. I feel like it's an offensive style that demands highly skilled skill players. You know, mm-hmm. and that's something that we don't have this year. As an offensive yeah, coordinator, sure. you have to change your schemes though. Exactly. As year to year, yeah, I think he hasn't done that. Talent. He has not done that. I think my. I don't know if I call it a bold prediction. I would just call it a normal prediction. I think he's yeah. done after this year. I no, think it's I, over. I, I think I, I think, think he's done. That's out of the question by any means. I think uh, you know Bonnell definitely. Well, seeing that seeing that Bonnell will be here at the end of the season, I think he'll definitely have to take a hard look at at that. I don't think the defensive coordinator by by any means would be uh, even considered to um, to be replaced. But uh, he definitely has to take a look at the offensive. I mean, Ostrowski specifically and just what they're doing on that offensive side of the ball. Just um, you know, they haven't adjusted at all to their new players. This not year. not yeah. that not that Bono is that type of guy either, but I mean that takes yeah, some of the blame one, off yourself, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, you you fire an offensive and, coordinator, hire and, somebody new in there, and you say, yeah. "Hey, this is why we've been having the problems." And it I don't think that's what it, I don't think that's what he's trying. He would be trying to do in that instance. But it would though. I mean, yeah, essentially, he he would do it, but it wouldn't be not an for that reason. Yeah, yeah, like at some point, you know, as a head football coach of a Division One institution. That's playing at one of the highest levels in college football. I mean, you gotta you gotta just sometimes accept it. I mean, you can like a guy, but he might not be the best football coach, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
that that that'll be a tough decision to make. Say say he makes it, but you know, at one point you just gotta look and you gotta be like, hey, you know, like I'm afraid. I'm afraid after we get like, uh, pretty handily beaten by EMU later this year. Yeah, like people will start actually like really just turn on Bono. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think somewhat you you've seen it already a little bit in in the crowd. Oh yeah, you can uh, see lately. it on and social Nobody, media. Anything. Yeah, that, people that's have already just. Hate on I mean, <laughs> that's just people are losing faith. Uh, it could be in Bono. It could be in the team. You know, it's probably both, to be honest. Um, but say we, you know, Akron. I doubt they're gonna beat them. WMU. I'm predicting a loss. And then you lose at EMU yeah. like Eastern Michigan. Like, come on, they're. That'll be a close game though, because yeah. Eastern plays everybody close. Eastern does play everybody I mean, close, I, but like, but like people game. in Mount Pleasant think of Eastern Michigan as like the little brother, you know? Like yeah. when you when you see EMU on a schedule, you're like, really? Like this yeah, that's game? That's a rival. I mean, that's not even. I don't it's know. not. It, I mean, it's a it's a rivalry just simply because we're in the same state, they, and there's yeah. like a there's like the Michigan MAC trophy. Yeah. But I mean, it's EMU. It's Eastern. Yeah. Like, come on. They always thought of the team that's never gonna get it, but. To be honest, I, I look at the rest of their schedule, and I'm, I'm Bowling Green's the one game I think they actually have a shot to win the rest of this yeah. year, and I just look I mean, at it. Yeah, because so that one's really, at home, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're really going to see, like, you know, where this fan base is at with Bono by the end of the year and, like, how they how they feel about it. I yeah, mean, it's all going to see, all gonna come out. I'm actually thrilled to see how spiked those numbers are against BGSU, the attendance numbers. Oh, it's going to be great. Gosh. I mean, they're not only going to count the football team <laughs> twice, but they're counting the cheerleaders three times, the band four times. <laughs> They're bringing in it's gonna everybody. Be bad, dude, it's gonna be bad. Like, yeah. I, I, like my, Supposedly there was like seventeen thousand people at the last game, right? Even yeah. though there was only two hundred students in the student section. Yeah, there might not have been seventeen thousand people in Mount Pleasant <laughs> that day. Okay, like seriously, honestly, like come on, you know, it's just not. Nobody believes those things. No, nope. kind of sad. Yeah, it, it is sad. I mean, if you really think about it, like so predictions. Yeah, let's do predictions. So, Evan, what are you thinking for WMU-CMU this weekend, 3 o'clock, Kelly Short Stadium? <laughs> What's it going to be? He scratches his eye and yeah. thinks really hard As about this. No, I mean, it's not, it's not really a hard decision to make. I think Western Michigan wins it. I, I don't think it's going to be um, a blowout in any, in any sense, in any fashion for that matter. I, I got to go Western Michigan 24, Central Michigan 20 in this one. So 24-20. 20, okay. Andy, and you, Evan, Evan? Or, <laughs> sorry, Andy. <laughs> uh, for me, I think that it's gonna be a close game for a while, but I think Western's gonna ultimately just show they're the better team in this one. I'll, I'll take Western in this one, thirty-one to seventeen. All right, and and for me, I, I think I, I kind of agree with you, Andy. I mean, I think it'll be close for the first about half. Then people are gonna be like, okay, uh, time to get down to business. And uh, my, my final score prediction: thirty-six to twenty, uh, WMU. Most of the points coming in the uh, in that second half. Um, might be 31-16 if Ryan Tice keeps kicking the way he's kicking. Because he might just, that guy can Ryan kick. Tice, might hey, just kick every point They might point score 21 <laughs> simply because like se- seven field goals, okay? Like, please. <laughs> might be their best so offensive after, player. <laughs> one, little, one little nugget before we're done. Uh, after, um, after their last home loss against Ball State, um, in the press conference after Bono said he should have took the points in, I believe it was the third quarter. They went for it on fourth and one because they thought they could get a yard, you know, and they obviously they didn't. But say they would have took points, and you know Tice would have made it. Dude's money. Yep. Um, 
they win a loss. <laughs> yep. You know, uh, Ball State would have had to score a touchdown on that last drive instead of just a field goal. So, I mean, that would have changed things immensely. I don't know if he makes that. Uh, I don't know if he, after coming off that weekend, I don't know if he makes that decision again to just no, not take points. I you know? guarantee you he doesn't. Not if it's like a situation because, where his team's leading yeah, like that, plus, too. I mean, he said he, he said he regretted that decision. You know, mm-hmm. if he's going to blame somebody, he wants to blame himself, obviously. Uh, you know, he said he's responsible for that, um, for sure. But, I mean, you know, in the moment, I guess it wasn't the craziest decision to make, but... Uh, you know, you look back on it, and you know, then you can judge. The fact judge they're you. winning the game and everything. You usually when you're winning by that many points. You just take the points. Exactly. Always put yourself up yeah. by more. So yeah, yeah. I don't. I didn't so, understand it either. But I mean, hey, never know what's going to happen here. Anyway, be there, Kelly Short Stadium, 3 p.m. Uh, on Saturday, October 20th. Um, we'll be here with all your coverage on cm-life.com, and then check us out on Twitter as well at cm-life sports. That's all we got for you this time. Thanks for listening.